0: Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. You know, it is true that priests and other people who preach, the deacons and others in the church, really are meant to guide people and to give examples. But in all honesty, people teach priests a lot about living the faith. And recently, I came across a beautiful story of two people who are from our parish or have a connection with us. It's about a man and a woman that live very close at an adult senior center. They live there now. And one, the man is a widower, and the woman was never married. And so they've never met before. But our parishioners go and talk with them and and care for them or have a relationship with them. And eventually, they were introduced to each other a while back, and I heard about it, and so when I saw the guy after Mass, I kind of teased him, and I said, looks like you got a friend to talk to, huh? And he just lit up and goes, she's great. You know, they have a lot in common, they're both well-read, and he said, once a week, we talk for three straight hours, and it's a wonderful thing. But here's the thing he said, I lean politically way to the right, and he, she is way to the left. Huh? And we've decided that for now, we're not going to talk about that. But you know, the language and the communication that heals loneliness, that gives people a connection, a unity, a companionship, the essentials in unity come from that story. And really that is the story of Pentecost, especially in today's Acts of the Apostles written by Luke who also wrote the gospel. And here in chapter 2 is the story of the Holy Spirit coming upon the people that are gathered together, speaking in their own language. This story is a response to the story in the Old Testament from Genesis, Genesis chapter 11, the Tower of Babel. It's a story of the people who really didn't need God anymore, full of pride, full of their own opinions, and saying, we matter more than anyone else. And together they started building this tall building that would reach up to the heavens and saying, we are our own masters. We need no one else but us. We can do that ourselves. Of course, God sees that, and what happens is different languages come amongst the people that are working on that tower and that building, and they could no longer communicate, and they were scattered across the earth. Language drove them apart. They couldn't understand one another because it was all about themselves. In today's Acts of the Apostles, the Holy Spirit, the one from the Father, comes upon all the people, and for some reason, In that language, everyone could understand one another in their own native language. And a sense of unity, a sense of understanding and communication, the sense that we're part of human fraternal family is really shown. It's not about our own opinions, our own destiny, and masters of our own area. But rather, it's with God that God will help us understand many peoples and many languages. There's a man that we recently celebrated June 3rd, his death, but who was a pope, and his name was Pope John XXIII. He was pope from 1958 to 1963. Historians, if you look up at him, will tell him he was open, he was humorous, he was pastoral. And he's the one that began the church on the journey of what's called the Second Vatican Council. In June 25, 1959, he proclaimed to the world that Christians who were separated from Rome should be included and reached out to because the desire of the Second Vatican Council is to create unity among all Christians. If you could take his papacy and use three lines that would define who he was, that could help each one of us in relationship, I want to share that with you today. Because I think it's the calling for our country, our church, and our parish that's very vital in learning about what the Spirit calls us to communicate. And there are three lines that define his papacy. The first one is that in his life he talked about, in the essentials, unity. In the essentials, unity. In differences, dialogue. In differences, dialogue. In all things, charity. In all things, charity. This is exactly what the Holy Spirit is calling our country, our church, our parish, in living the discipleship of the Holy Spirit. In the essentials in unity means that maybe we don't see eye to eye. We have disagreement, even in the Acts of the Apostles. In the early church, there's disagreement, conflict. But we look for the essentials. And in the church, we're struggling by some people who create division, who go on and tell Catholics, through the internet and social media and conversations that Pope Francis is a heretic because he is wrong in what he's doing or the direction of the church, of the leaders, is wrong and we know better. And we create this division in the church that really we don't see the essentials. The essentials mean that we love God I don't agree with every church leader, personally. So I have real disagreement. I think some of them really don't have the good gifts and really are making good decisions. But you know what? I honor them because there's something in unity of the essential that we all believe in Jesus. That some of the leaders who are ordained, you know, if I have a disagreement with them, we have a common calling. We have ordination or a calling or a vocation. That's essential. And for me to cut them off and say, because you don't see like I do, you don't see church and people in the world like I do, then I'm cutting you off. We have nothing in common and you're nobody. And I'm going to demonize you and say bad things about you. In the essence, in the essentials, unity. How about other Christian Communities here throughout the world. You Catholics really learn a lot, and you never forget it. Sometimes that's a good thing, and sometimes that's bad. Because when we want to insult someone, we call them Protestant. Oh, you're thinking like a pro. Oh, this church is so Protestant because they, you know, they don't have the right things, and you know, there's not enough statues, and uh, weird talk here. They're all Protestant. You know, some Catholics in our diocese think St. Patrick's is very Protestant. Like, it's so demeaning. It's like, what are you talking about? Is that unity in the essentials? There's different styles of worship, but one isn't better than the other. But we should always be in union as much as possible with what the documents talk about in liturgy, in participation, and in the native language of the people. But we look for the essentials. But, you know, some of the committees I'm on are dealing with people who are not Catholic but are leaders and members of other Christian communities. And I want to let you know, many times I enjoy working with them better than Catholics. Sometimes Catholics are a little pain in the rear, huh? But every time I talk to these people that I'm in committee with, I love my Catholic faith even more. Because you know what? They ask questions. What about Pope Francis? Did you read what he said? What about you Catholics and you doing that? And you know, I'm very proud to share our faith because they're inquisitive, they're respectful. doesn't mean they always agree because they also know our faults. But I leave in conversations more in love with my faith. But also, they do some things better than we do. And I'm envious of what they're able to do and what they stand for. And I think maybe one day we'll be closer together. And so how about with people that we disagree with? What kind of essentials? So often we have leaders in social media and people who constantly demonize one another. I don't know about you, but whenever I look at the news, I have to step back sometimes because it raises my blood pressure. These people are attacking the church, my country, my political thought. And, oh, oh this is horrible. Yeah, we're turning this way. This is bad. And so I get really upset that i got to go to Sports. And then after watching the Diamondbacks, I go back to the news. (laughs) But you know, people have learned the trick, the psychological trick to keep you and I upset, angry, demonizing people. And we forget that people are human beings. Even people we vehemently disagree with have people who love them, who can be great fathers and great mothers and great sons and great daughters and great grandparents. And can do things well even when we disagree. But the humanity, the essential in unity is we are human beings. And we have faults, but we also have great gifts. In differences, dialogue. In differences, dialogue. means we need to talk to one another and listen. Sometimes Americans and Catholics in our church and in our parish there, we become like the people of the Tower of Babel. Because it's all about our opinions. It's about us going to our side and changing nothing. And we're angry, but we know what's right and other people are wrong. And there's no dialogue anymore. They're simply cutting off. Even in the church, we struggle with that. There are people, there are some Catholics, thank God not all, who choose one issue above all and saying, if you don't agree with my political or, or rather my moral issue, it could be anything, then I'm cutting off people. And we're cutting them off until they get it right. And yet, where is the unity in the essentials? Where is the dialogue? You know, even if someone chooses a life issue that they're wrong, maybe there's other areas that they do well in. And we've got to start somewhere. And that calls for discussion. That cause that we can have disagreement. Just like the man and woman who live in the adult senior area. They do have political thought, but they're both well-read. They both have strong backbones. But dialogue and talking and sharing and finding joy in human relationship is something we can't forget. And so when we have differences, can we talk? Can we listen? You know, everyone runs to their points. In this gun violence thing, everyone's running and not wanting to change or saying we've got to get rid of everything. It's like, what are we going to dialogue? And how can we work on solutions together? The third thing is, in all things, charity. Charity. Are we acting charitable to people? I don't know about you, but these things are important because I talk to a lot of people, and every day there are family members who struggle. Some of your family members are difficult to bear with, including mine, okay? It just happens, But how do we learn to act in charity? And again, part of the charity then is, first of all, giving people the benefit of the doubt. Don't always assume that they're always the worst. Oh, because you believe that way then, this means you're for that. We do conversations for people. Because you don't think the way I do and you believe that way, the outcome will be the worst possible thing, and that's why you're a bad person. I see that all the time, and I know you see it too. And sometimes, unfortunately, you and I do that. How do we give people the benefit of the doubt? Don't assume that everything they want or they're doing is suspicious, it's evil, it's wrong, it's against God. Give people the benefit of the doubt so that dialogue and essential unity can happen. How about honoring the absent? Honoring the absent. In other words, when we talk about people when they're not present, are we honoring them? Or are we saying things against them or against a group or things that we're not happy about? What happens often in all places of businesses, in all areas of life, including church, including St. Patrick's, you have people that talk behind the back because they're not happy. They're frustrated, never going directly to the person to say, this is what we need to work on, to dialogue because of difference. And somehow telling more people why we're unhappy, what they're doing wrong and all, will somehow solve the problem, which never does. Go directly to people that you need to talk to, to help what? Dialogue. And look for unity in the essentials. Now, don't allow people to manipulate you because some people like to manipulate Christians because some relationships are not meant to go back to because they're not healthy. Maybe you got out of a relationship and you've been helped with or you really realized that "Mm, this isn't a good place to be anymore. It's okay, but don't do anything that robs you of peace toward that person a type of love that says you want well for them. But that doesn't mean you have to be in a talkative relationship. Sometimes it's best to step back. But other areas, some relationships can be healed. And so, this is the thing the country needs to more hear. This is the best homily you've ever heard in your life. Seriously. Because all of you can do those three things because I see it every day and so do you. The power of Babel's story is alive and well in this country, and in our church, and in our parish. People who only think about themselves, who only say it's them being right, and not desiring unity, dialogue, or charity. And so, this Mass will be on demand, because some of you might forget it by the time you get to the parking lot, or to breakfast, but you can come back to it. And so, in the essentials, unity. In differences, dialogue. And in all things, charity. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission,